1: Hey everybody! Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday, May the oh my god, it's Thursday, May the twenty first, two thousand and nine. This is Jim Hedger from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO way over there in Victoria, British Columbia. How you doing, Dave?
2: I am fantastic. You know, we got a beautiful sunny day here. Although I sit in my office with no windows because I don't want windows, but um, I, I hear it's nice outside, and you know, maybe on the weekend I'll, I'll appreciate some of it.
1: Oh, man. Weekend. Ah, weekend. I can't wait for this weekend. It is an American Log Weekend. It's Memorial Day on Monday, which means most of us are not turning our our computers or monitors on. We're not going to have to show up at work, and we can actually finally relax. And it's the damnedest thing. I'm up here in Canada working for an American company, so I follow, like, American statutory holidays Mm because the team is working. And so, like, in Canada over Easter, we have this, like, mega four-day log weekend which I didn't take. You know, the, the Americans, they don't they don't take Easter Monday. They don't take Good Friday. They just, you know, roll right on through. No, no consideration whatsoever for the, you know, um, don't go there, Jim. Anyway, um, this is going to be a long weekend, and I can't, I absolutely can't wait. Wow. You know
2: what, but, Jim? I, I think I have a hunch you're lying, and, and probably most of our... Our listeners, anybody who knows you will know uh, that you said you will be relaxing. I- I've never, I don't think ever seen a relaxed gym. A- and you said you, you weren't turning your computer or monitor off. And-
1: okay, you're <laughs> right. I'm lying. I'm lying through my teeth. I'm lying through my teeth. A, I am taking a holiday on Monday, but a holiday means like four to eight hours of work as opposed to um, wake up till you drop dead hours right. of work. And, dude, I mean, like. Everybody at Webmaster Radio has just been kicking it in the highest of gears in the last couple of weeks. As, as, as you know, Dave, we're getting the uh, uh, Affiliate Convention together. Uh, that's June 17th to 20th in Denver, Colorado. And as one of the three partner organizations behind Affiliate Convention, and it's, you're, you're, you're a convention veteran, a conference Hi. convention veteran, aren't you, Dave? I sure am, yeah. Love them. you. Has anybody, I mean, ever told you how much work goes into getting these shindigs together?
2: You know, and I, I don't think I, it was interesting having a chance to, you know, uh, albeit from 3,000 kilometers away or, you know, whatever, 2,500 miles away, um, w- sort of remotely watch you. I would not have predicted uh, that it took as much work as I'm seeing it actually take, and knowing that you're just sort of part of one organization out of three uh launching this thing and and yeah i mean i i i know that uh like mcgowan does a great job and and uh Marilyn certainly does a great job and danny and, and chris but uh i didn't know how big that job was until kind of watching remotely as as you did it and being thankful that i just run an seo firm <laughs> i don't well, organize I, I,
1: conventions I, I used i've said over and over and over again i bow down in respect to danny sullivan but um that just doesn't quite cover it. Um, oh, my goodness. The work that gets put into these things is, is great. But I'm really pleased. You know, out of out of hard work comes great results. And if anybody can make it to uh, Denver in the uh, middle of next month, and actually, I, I, I'd be really remiss if I didn't get this in here. We're quickly approaching... As I, as I understand, we're quickly approaching an attendance cap. We, I mean, really, I mean, you, 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 you guesstimate you'll have X number of people there, and suddenly an idea becomes a lot more popular than you originally thought it might be. And I'm, I, when we started this process, I was a little worried that we wouldn't get the attendees, you know, given the recession and travel restrictions and stuff. Eh? Now I'm worried about being able to service the number of attendees. And we're going to be able to. We're going to cover our bases and stuff, but... We've gone from one worry not having enough to another worry where I'm a little bit scared of having too many people there. So register. The point to all that is register soon. Don't wait to the last minute. I know it's free to attend. So if you're a working affiliate, so it's not like you're going to get a bonus for registering early. It's Free is free. My, f- my second favorite for, another F word. But get your registration in soon, friends, because our space is filling up.
2: Now, you had had, and I don't remember the exact date that it was held on, but there was a contest. Is that yet over?
1: The contest uh, is over, and I did mean to read the name of the person who won. Um, I know she's in California. I don't have it in front of me. I'm hoping that Braska will be good enough to IM it to me really quickly. I know it was announced on the air on Webmaster Radio yesterday, and it was put out over our Twitter stream yesterday, and if I... Really wanted to risk the loud noises in the background. I'd open my Twitter stream, but I'm still waiting for it to
2: get sent from the studio. That's okay. We'll just pipe that in as a as a as a blurt sort of mid-show. Then maybe come back from commercial with the name.
1: Absolutely okay. You know, it's been a weird week in search marketing. And before going for I want to I want to I'll, I'll apologize to the audience for not booking as many guests as we used to. Um, Honestly, Dave, the time commitment to the Affiliate Convention is kicking my ass. It's just incredible. I tend to forget all my other duties until to like, I've got to do them. And uh, and everything is just all organizing this, this amazing, uh, expansive convention. So we're going to have another show like we did the last couple of weeks where we just talk about stuff.
2: With a novel concept, a a news show where we talk about uh, the news.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is what they do on radio. They talk about stuff. And, you know, since I've found myself in this weird Kafka limbo, this weird weird bureaucratic limbo that I'm in right now, I've been getting back into watching Canadian TV now that I'm, I'm up here in Toronto. And, you know, as you well know, Canadian TV is really American TV one year later.
2: <laughs> yeah and and with uh, occasionally you'll get uh, you know some language warnings and
1: <laughs> an occasional
2: yeah. topless shot but yeah
1: um, anyway so Canadian TV is often American TV one year later and so I finally saw the end of the sopranos. Oh, how'd you like that? I was disappointed. Yeah. I, I, I had this whole Jimmy Hoffa thing set up at the truck stop and everything, and I was positive. I mean, I, I I knew the spoilers, right? But if I didn't know the spoilers, I was pretty sure somebody was either leaving in a body bag or ending up underneath a stadium, a new stadium in New Jersey or something. But it didn't happen that way. It just sort of petered out like a Hillary Clinton commercial. Um, but did it remind and, you of uh, anything? I'm sorry? Did it remind you of anything? It reminded me of a Norman Rockwell painting, actually. Am I missing something?
2: Uh, I just had a hunch that uh, it reminded you of a, an article that I have just sitting on my screen in front of me, but maybe we're talking about two different things.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. As of course. Segway. <laughs> um, Segway. Yes, <laughs> the, uh, it does remind me very much of an uh, article or, that I've read recently. And, we, and the truth is we were trying to trace down the author of this article, but didn't have, didn't have the time to get him. Um, Eric Lander wrote what I think is uh, it's, it's insightful, it's cute, and it's very funny. I'm, I got a big kick out of it. Google, the Internet's Organized Crime Family. And I want to take a look at this article, uh, at least for part of the show today, because and I think this is something that I, I remember in the early days when Google was just starting out, um, or just, not just starting out, but just starting to take its hold. On the Internet, you remember when they were serving, like, Microsoft, their search results, and Yahoo, their search results, uh, both at the same time? Yeah. It's just like, you know, everywhere you turned, it was Google this, Google that, Google that, Google that. It's it's, it's still the same way. And so Eric puts out this article likening Google, well, to the Gambino crime family in New York. (laughs) It's a stretch. That's a bit of a stretch. So I want to I want to get him on the show and ask him how he could make such a big stretch. But you know, in this article that's got to be twenty one hundred words or so, I think he uh, I think he credibly stretches the gap. He he suggests why he thinks uh, Google is like an organized crime family, and um, you know if I can you know get Eric's grace out there in radio land, I just want to sort of jump into it. The 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 first thing. When you're looking at an uh, organization as large as Google or a quote-unquote criminal organization like like the Mafia, or the Gambino crime family, and to quote Eric directly, for the Mafia, and I guess you could slash put the word Google in here, to operate to its full potential, there needs to be a structure and reach that will allow activity to be seen, heard, felt, and eventually capitalized on. So... Really, you know, the mafia doesn't work under the table. The mafia actually kind of has to work above the table. As a matter of fact, they don't only have to work above the table, they kind of have to own and stack the table. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you look at some of the things that that Google does and the information Google has about you, the searcher, the, uh, the, the, the Internet user, or you, the business owner, or you, the search marketer, you know, Google does own the table. Google does operate very publicly, and as many of us suspect, you know, Google loads the dice any way Google wants. I I think you could agree with that, eh, Dave?
2: I... uh, yes. Yes, I I would. Um, But then remembering that their primary mission... you know, and, I guess, and this, this isn't even strange, far from what the article would point out, uh, is that their primary mission is to feed relevant search results to, to maximize the revenue gained from advertising. So uh, I suppose I've just, you know, at least in part made the conclusion of the article itself, of Eric's article. But, um, you yeah, know, I mean, they, I, I don't think that they're particularly using most of this information for, for, you know, malicious purposes. I don't think they're going behind my back and giving all this data off to... Uh, uh, you know organizations I wouldn't want to have it, but um, yeah, I, I do get the point they they sure they sure have a, have a lot of of control and and a lot of information
1: well, I mean let's let's take a look at some of the control that Google has over you just just the individual search user, okay? When you use Google, and this is straight out of Eric's article and he's absolutely right on this. If you have a Gmail account or a Google account, a Picasso account, um, uh, whatever, whatever other, uh, Google Video, uh, a Blogger, etc., you have a Google account. Or say you're running a Google Toolbar. Uh, again, you have a Google account. They, they know that it's you, person X, Y, Z. Okay? Mm-hmm. And when you have that account, it is active, and act, by active I mean you've logged in. Uh, since clearing your cache recently, or since clearing all cookies, or since clearing all the all the other indicators of, of web activity, Google will be tracking this, whether you're on a Google property or not. They'll be tracking your web results, images you look at, news, products, sponsored links, anything, video, maps, blogs that you look at, uh, books that you parouse, searches you conduct, all that sort of pretty much, you know, almost anything you do. Gets reported back to Google, especially if you're running the Google toolbar. Right. Right now, I've got I've got my Gmail account open. So everything I do is being tracked around by uh, by the the great G. Um. Now, does that really matter? I mean, honestly, does that really matter to us? Is it going to impact us in one way or another? As you said, David, Dave, they're not selling the information to my insurance company. They're not selling the information to. Uh, to whom other marketing groups anyone is asking for them, although they are, they are, we know that they're using that information to tailor the advertising that I see. Um, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Correct. In fact, I think if you
2: can tailor the advertising to me more, I, I would appreciate it more. If you can well, tailor do you do? the search results well, for my specific interests as a searcher, uh, I, I'm I'm going to to approve it, and I think they do that fairly successfully now, but I mean, your point is made, they've had to amass an enormous amount of data to do that.
1: Oh, indeed. And we know they're going to be amassing quite a bit more. Now, I am not going to even attempt to read this next, read through the full breadth of this next list that Eric presents in his article on Google, the Internet's Organized Crime Family, but I just want to mention some of the Standalone applications and Eric has clearly done his research on this. Um, some of the applications that Google has, all of which watch you. Hmm. AdWords editor, uh, Google Chrome, Google te- Google Desktop, Google Earth, Gmail, Google Talk, Uh, Picasa, uh Web Accelerator. Do you remember Web Accelerator? <laughs> I <had a> long <laughs> time For that. You know, the funny thing is, the phone call that you hear coming across my cell phone is from another person on Webmaster Radio. (laughs) Um, Live show person. You know, next time I think I'm just going to take the call, and and, and we could could do the call live over air. That'll (laughs) teach them. because that just totally threw what I was saying. Um, There's this amazing list. Easily a hundred different products that Google has that belong to them, that they're out there running, and again, each of which will be able to report back information to the big G on whoever the user is. Mm-hmm. Now, is this at the beginning when you when you got into search marketing and you considered? I mean, I remember you remember the light bulb moment when it occurred to you that you know people use searches and the search will always be a component of everything on the web. And if you're a very good search marketer, then there's always going to be. Someone who requires your... Remember that great light bulb moment where you went, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, (laughs) this is a great job. I do remember that light bulb moment. Um, Did it
1: come close at that time? Were you even close to thinking that there might be this big monolith that controlled virtually everything?
2: Well, in in some ways, yes, because I I know, and and we just talked about this time earlier, and and you and I were working together back in these days. uh, There was a time when Google was the monolith. They just didn't act like it because they were just feeding their results to other engines as opposed to just doing it themselves. For sure, they're they're definitely... Collecting more information. I mean, they they really seem almost more now to be an information collection resource. Um, My biggest problem there, and you pointed out in this list uh, of, I mean, you're right. There's there's hundreds in this list. um, Is is sort of the the areas where. What my under, I mean, first yes, I actually understand what's going on, but where your average user, and I mean to, to the point that I can, uh, by the way, I don't want to try and sound cocky there. Of course, nobody understands everything that's going on over at Google, not even probably employees at Google, but um, I think the average user's understanding of when they log into, say, Blogger because they just want to do their blog, do they understand that when they then leave Blogger, everything that they do is still being tracked? Because they're still signed into Google. I can't count the number of clients who called me because they were logged into Gmail like yesterday, and they're calling me going, you know, you're reporting this, and I'm seeing this. Hey, you know, calling us up going, hey, I'm on the first page now. No, you just look at your site every day. <laughs> like, No, you're not on the first page right now. You know, you're actually on, like, page three, but you keep clicking your, your site. So you're going up because your are you sign out. It's, you know, top right-hand side. Um, and so I think they're collecting information at times when people are not aware that they're collecting information. And, yes, you can argue that they really should read all the – but they're not. <laughs> like they're not reading uh, all those terms of service and stuff like that. So um, their collection of data at a time when people don't know that they're being collected—would you make a, or could there be a decent argument that that is is not really all right? You know, well, it, I don't know. it's your responsibility, I mean, but at the same time, um, you know, it, it's not really as transparent as I think they may like to seem that they are.
1: Well, I mean, check this out: the FTC. The Federal Trade Commission is now coming down on American internet marketers about you know the, the disclosure rules. If you endorse a product, you have to disclose whether you've been paid to endorse it or not. Fair enough. I, I, you yeah. know what? I actually think that's that's a wise consumer protection law. Although, the, I mean, the devil's obviously in the details. How do you disclose? In what cases do you disclose? Where do you disclose? And incidentally, the FTC has not paid me to deliver this message. Um, and and it leaves open a whole bunch of questions about you know the, the responsibilities the marketer has to the general public well i i would suggest that the same is true about well really what what you can only call an institutional application like google um, and i call it an institutional application because i mean google isn't a, isn't a private business or a, a public business anymore Google is an information institution, a global information institution. It is the public library. Yeah. It is the new encyclopedia. Um, it is Miss Manners, and Landers, and um, Mr. Know It All, all rolled into one person, or into into one app, one major set of applications. Yeah. You'd think that if information it calls from me are being is being used to Influence the information I receive back from it. You know that there'd be some form of disclosure necessary.
2: Mm -hmm. You you would think, (laughs) Uh, but at the same time, you know I mean uh, how how much protection does one need? And and then you get into just personal responsibility and go, you know what? They do provide the information. They they do say it. You just actually need to take the you know couple minutes it would take to actually read it and understand (laughs) what you're agreeing to when you sign in uh to a service you, you know look up when you use google next look up it'll tell you you're signed in right like so how much protection do we really need to you know spoon feed ourselves with Pablum or have the government protect us to a point where we're being spoon fed with Pablum or do we need to sometimes go yeah those terms of service maybe i should give those a glance right like maybe before i i say yes and check mark i agree to these maybe i should take oh. a look at what i'm agreeing to right and and then you know there's nothing wrong with what google's doing but um, you know, it, it's our responsibility to understand that they are collecting. Or, or, I mean, I would ask the question: Shouldn't it be, or is it, our responsibility to check what that is and understand? No, they're going to keep us signed in, um, and so, you know, uh, I should understand that I may need to sign out. My one big problem is is on some of their functions. They actually have a checkbox that is keep me signed in. I've not checked that box, and they keep me signed in. So, there's therein is is an area where you could contest that. Um, they're collecting information when they, they perhaps shouldn't be because I haven't approved them to keep me signed in.
1: That's actually, that's, 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 that's pretty heavy when you really think about it because then the consumer thinks they're signed out and that they're, they have some modicum of privacy left, which is foolish when you think about the Internet because if it isn't one entity tracking you, it's another. Um, but, and, and then again, before saying this, I do, I do want to preface, and I've written this, on numerous occasions, I said this on numeric- numerous occasions, I as a technician and as an SEO, I have no end of admiration for Google. I have no end of admiration for their accomplishments, for their business acumen, for their ability to see and sense the future. And you know, and anyone who can make a whole bunch of money off of three light ads, oh my goodness, <laughs> you gotta admire that. Yeah. But there comes a point when you gotta ask how much is too much?
2: Right. Well and I mean, you know, at the same time, though, you know, they're they're a good a good, you know, private company. (laughs) I mean I guess publicly traded, but you know, they're they're a company, their responsibilities to their shareholders. I think they do a great job and at the same time, while I can question, okay, should they be collecting this data, blah blah blah, I definitely benefit from their collection of data. (laughs) And and we all do, in that our search results are getting better and better. Um, you know, I, because I'm an SEO, have to stay signed out most of the time so that I see some, some global results. Sometimes even, you know, you know, clear cookie, you know, do stuff that, that the standard people don't necessarily do. Um, uh, but at the same time, I can see that, okay, everything's headed to the right direction. They can tailor these ads. I like tailored ads. When I'm watching TV, certain ads hit me and, and make me, you know, the, the Coca Cola ads at Christmas with the bears. I like those, right? So Google can actually get a feel for that. Um, because they can see that I would click on this ad and start to tailor just those kinds of ads, those ads that I actually enjoy watching and wouldn't mind, uh, you know, actually su- supporting a brand. I mean, heck, I will buy Coke at Christmas just because they make me feel warm and fuzzy when I see those polar bears sliding down the snow, the snow-covered hills, right? Well, um, agree, So, and we you know, Google has a, a- has a perk. Do I do I like it? Yes, I do. I'll reap the benefits. So you can you can. You know, does the end justify the means, though? And it's really only that implying that I won't stay signed in portion that I would debate as, you know, and does it fit there, don't be evil. I do find it a little misleading. At the same time, it's my responsibility to read the the terms of service. So, so there we are.
1: Well, indeed. And you know what? I do not want to ever accuse uh, Google of doing uh, this stereotypically or of, of scamming because they're not. No. Google is as popular as they are because people love them. Like, there's no question. There's no way I'm going to try to uh, try to argue that. Google is popular because people use it. That's how things work on the web. If people don't use you, you ain't popular. Um, ask MySpace. They'll tell you. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to do that. Uh, they fired Tom, so they deserve it. Um, okay, Dave. They- we speaking of creative ad tailoring, we got to take a break here on Web Culture here at WebmasterRadio.fm. Before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to a friend of mine named Jen. Hi, Jen. How you doing? Um, see, told you this is live. Uh, okay, this is Jim Hedger uh, from WebmasterRadio.fm and Dave Davidson. from like SEO. You're listening to Web Culture on WebmasterRadio.fm. Coming back, I want to talk about a web of objects, not a web of documents. Something that came out of Yahoo the other day, but We'll be back after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Web College.
0: We'll be back after this short break. RevenueWire.com. And as member merchant, LavaSoft makers of the world-renowned AdWare. Present the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest. The LavaSoft Affiliate Contest goes from May 15th through August 15th. Make great commission and win up to $64,000 in cash prizes. Look for all the details on the LavaSoft Affiliate Contest by logging on to RevenueWire.com and look for the LavaSoft logo on the homepage. Win big with LavaSoft and RevenueWire.com. the elite
2: publishers xy7 elite is not for everyone as you need to be accepted and
0: maintain volume
2: requirements
0: think you've got what it takes to be elite go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000 702-216-4000 your company's website sucks you know it Everybody knows it.
1: So get a to do list to fix it.
0: On Target, a subscription service from Future Now and Brian Eisenberg, monitors your website 24 7,
2: analyzing the actions of every potential customer. It
0: gives you a to do list. It tells you exactly what to fix and how to fix
1: it so that more of your visitors do what you need them to do. On Target pricing starts at $1,000 a month. See more
0: at futurenow slash On Target. Search Engine Strategies Toronto makes its way to the shared center toronto june 8th through 10th log on to search for more details we'll see you north of the border commercials off now back to webcology only on webmasterradio.fm here are the hosts jim hedger and Dave Deegan.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Web Quality here on WebmasterRadio.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. And Dave, in answer to your question earlier, Webmaster Radio, AFSpot, and Ticonderoga Ventures, the three partner groups in affiliate convention would like to send congratulations to Kathy Mueller of Torrance, California, she won a round-trip airfare, hotel, and passes to the Affiliate Convention in Denver. Again, that's happening June 17th 20th in Denver, Colorado. Um, and actually, as I understand it, um, she was a second draw we had to make. A local person from Denver won, so we couldn't award the full package, although I understand that we are awarding them a small package. Um, but Kathy Mueller of Torrance, California, congratulations. It'll be great seeing you in, in Denver, Colorado. And, uh, Dave. Oh, you are there still, right, Dave? I sure am, yeah. Okay, well, uh, Lefty from Google just phoned up and said, S-T-F-U, so I want to move off of that. <laughs> you know, Lefty from Google did not phone up and say S-T-F-U. He was much more polite than that. Okay, no, 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 he didn't, he didn't you know what, Google didn't even phone up. They didn't even <laughs> phone up. My God, you, you, you try to bait these people. Maybe they'll send an email, sigh. Um, one thing that Google has been pissed at for years, and, you know, perhaps rightly so, it depends where you sit on the issue, where you sit on the fence, all that sort of stuff, but it was a question that was, um, asked at SEO London, there's this really cool viral video going around with me, I'm it's up at, uh, it's up going around Facebook right now, and I just found a copy at, uh, Search Engine Roundtable Barry Schwartz's blog over, um over again, seroundtable.com, um, 50 SEOs were asked the exact same question, what do we do about black hats? And it's, actually, it's a good little video. It's, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to catch it or not yet, Dave, but um, I find it really interesting. The reaction runs the gamut from string them up high to honor them for doing the research for everybody else.
2: I did have a chance to watch it, and you brought it to my attention. And for that, I thank you. As both, it was really interesting to hear a whack of SEOs, um, you know, sort of respond on it. I'd say out of all the answers, uh, and, and not surprisingly, my, my favorite was the first one, uh, which was Rand Fishkin, basically saying, "Look at what they do. Figure out how they're accomplishing the end goal that they're accomplishing, uh, and then figure out, try and figure out how to do that white hat." Um, you know, or, or as he says, or maybe a little light gray. Um, yeah, but it, it was really, really interesting to see a, a full range of, of all legitimate answers, uh, completely opposing each other, all to, to one question. I don't think I've ever seen such a broad spectrum of replies to one question in this industry before ever.
1: You know, we've been doing this for a decade or so now. Can you mm-hmm. believe that? Like ten years? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> And to be honest, years ago, I think I had a much clearer definition of what a black hat was and what a white hat was. And maybe this is just the mellowing of age, or I've seen a bit more of the industry, and you know, I'm a, just a little bit more cynical or something. I don't know, but I'm having a hard time determining what is and isn't black hat. I mean, the only the only the only thing that really jumps to mind right now is something that the client doesn't know about that might harm them. But, I mean, seriously, what, what is a black hat?
2: Well, you're right. I mean, it is a tough call. And I know, you know, I think the lines were much clearer back when both of us were getting our start. Like, what was black hat? I don't know. Cloaking. (laughs) It was a pretty simple question to answer. There were a few other things to toss in there. But the lines were really, really clear um, as far as what was and what was not black hat. Whereas now you can get into, uh, you know, get Michael Gray going off about paid links. Are they black hat? Are they not? Um, you know, so so even something like that that clearly violates Google's webmaster guidelines. There's actually a debate on that specific point as to whether it qualifies as black, gray, or white. Um, well, and,
1: and, and indeed, just because Google has them in the guidelines, does that make it black head anymore? I mean, to use to use uh, link buying as an example, Google made links a commodity. Yeah, they mightn't have meant to. That mightn't have been their intention, but that's point of fact. What happened?
2: Well, and as as Michael's pointed out many many times, uh, those those little ads that appear all over Google—they're selling text links for <laughs> I mean, for a different end, but they're selling the same thing. Um, so, you know, I mean, they, you know, and, and legitimate points on both sides. And I mean, that's just one aspect of things. I think one thing that is clear, and I don't think anybody can argue. And, and in watching the video, it was all over the place. Uh, Is that if we watch what the black hats are doing, and by the I mean the really good ones, the ones that are highly successful, um, we will see, for good or ill, we will see a level of innovation uh, that is unparalleled and can't be paralleled in any other aspect of internet marketing because they are still in the wild west, where anything is possible and it doesn't matter what you do, Um, and, and so you see innovation there in a way that that you just don't. Um, in other aspects where, yeah, we're all reading Google's guidelines and, and, and following those. So um, if nothing else, they're, they're certainly interesting to watch. I don't. I think this debate is going to continue on forever and ever and ever. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like that, you know, I, ordinarily I'm actually tired of this debate, and it just becomes a, you know what, I don't. But if you do and, and you have the, the guts to sort of deal with the fact that you're probably going to have your site banned and pretty quickly, you um, you know, if you if you have that in you, you know, there you are. I mean, if you're competing against me or one of my clients, I'll report you. But um, you know, I'm I'm not going to think you personally are evil for for having done it. And like these people, I'm not going to hang you up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but I I think it was a really good format. This is the first time I've I've seen sort of the debate of of black hat versus white hat done that's actually managed to keep my attention. Uh, well, for for the entire video because it well was just so quick, well and, done. Uh, it's entertaining. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, there was one more point I wanted to get out on that video before moving on to the something I find even more fascinating. But um, one of the commenters, I'm sorry, I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. I've only watched the video once. I didn't actually get her name, but one of the commenters said that black hats bring our industry into disrepute. Do you think that's still true?
2: Unfortunately, to some degree, I will. Um, and it is only because I think a lot of people who are, you know, I mean, I, I talk to them all the time, people calling up that don't really um, understand what they're getting. I think you hit the nail on the head. The real black hat is when you do not educate the client on the risks to some of the things that you are doing. Um, I think if you are a black hat and you're doing whatever, your own affiliate sites, or you are a black hat, um, and you're working for some casino somewhere and you have like 8 million websites and everybody here understands the risks involved uh, i don't really think you're putting the industry into into disrepute uh, because i think everybody understands everybody involved understands what's at stake and everybody involved understands the risks and that these sites will get banned eventually they 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 will get banned, or very very likely and if they don't they probably didn't rank all that highly um so i i think it's when we get the unethical people and this is going to be true in any industry so it just happens to be black hat in ours um but in any industry if you get unethical people doing unethical things where their clients are unaware that that's going to put uh, put a put a black name on anything but at the same time you know i'm sure there are some very very decent used car salesmen out there who are actually trying to put you in a good vehicle unfortunately there's some bad ones who who put a, a bit of a tarnished name uh... on the job you know lawyers are the same i've had good lawyers right but there's a there's a few scumbags and and so you know in any industry there's many good
1: politicians
2: is a great example uh... but a few bad eggs and 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 everything looks bad
1: so well, yeah, I got to agree. So, just to, i guess—to to, to, um, paraphrase what you said, there was a but to uh, your 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 quick definition of of black yeah. Doing it on your own—that's one thing. But if you're selling it on the open market and you're selling it to clients who don't know any better, then you're probably hurting your brothers and sisters who are toiling alongside you in the uh, in the uh, virtual trenches, eh? Exactly. Exactly. Okay, we uh, we're gonna have to move to another commercial break in a few moments. Um, before we do, I want to give a quick shout out to uh, to uh, Barry Schwartz, um, Rusty Brick, the uh, extraordinary editor over at Search Engine Land, um, the proprietor of Search Engine Roundtable and and, and com, and you know I think in many people's minds one of the top journalists in uh, in the search marketing industry. Mm-hmm. Barry is daddy of A Baby Girl happened earlier this week and um the half of Webmaster Radio and um uh I guess anyone who uh who's listening, uh Barry, brother, dude, man, congratulations. Okay, we got to take a break. It's now um, 40 minutes after the hour here on Thursday, May the 21st. This is Jim Hedger from Webmaster Radio and Dave Davis from Beats. So I guess You're listening to Webcology on Webmaster Radio, and we'll be back after these five messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
0: Did you know? 99 Designs is the leading marketplace for graphic design on the internet. Did you know? 99 Designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who will compete to do the best work for you. Did you know? 99 Designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, t-shirt design, and more. Did you know? 99 Designs projects need an average of over 70 different design options for a price that you set. 99 Designs. When designers compete, you win. Lauderdale, Florida. Webmaster Radio.fm. A service of new gen broadcasting. <laughs> We're everywhere. This is a test of the PR Web content and news delivery system from PR Web and PRWebaffer.com. If this was a real release date, your story would reach more than 30,000 journalists, 250,000 RSS subscribers, and just over 30,000 unique websites. PR Web can reach your target audience online, drive traffic to your website, achieve high rankings on search engines, and get your content. On top news sites like Yahoo News, editors are available 24/7 to help you optimize your content for maximum exposure to over 70 million people in the U.S. alone. If this were a real PR Web release date, your website would have so much traffic you'd be tempted to duck and cover. If you have an online marketing emergency, go to PRWebOffer.com for 25% off. PR Web, the premier online release news and content distribution service. Pages.com bringing your neighborhood to you. The Shoe Money Show, ring on the bling. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Trying to crank in the cash? Commercial's off. Now back to Webcology, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. You're the host, Jim
1: Hedger and Dave
0: Deavis
1: hey everybody welcome back to the last segment All right here on web here on webmasterradio.fm. radio.f is the last segment for this week and uh, just a quick note George it's okay I can handle it I'll always have XY7 sigh um, one of the, one of the things that I guess the, the listeners don't know is that you know many of us many of the announcers and the staff of webmaster radio we, 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 we produce commercials for our clients. And we, you know, we write three, four, five commercials a week. Some of them get to air, some of them don't. And George in the, in the break was teasing me about one that didn't make it to air. But uh, I, I still think we got an award winner with that XY7 commercial. Oh my goodness. Wow. I, I want that everywhere.
0: If you pay me, as a baby. That's one there. Yeah. Make a up quickly convert the click the cash. Is first place I cut to the chase. it's all performance
1: anyway yeah well you know I played this commercial for for my girlfriend the other day and um she liked it a lot but I think you really have to be in the industry to get it yeah, I think you got to be in the industry to get it, to, to, to hear what, what Chuck, the SEO rapper, is saying now. And if you want to hear it on the web, you're probably going to be using a web object. You're not going to be looking at a document. You'll be listening to an audio player. And Dave, i got to confess, I've been feeling a little bit out of touch lately. As you get older, you get set in your ways and uh, the way things were done like five years ago when the grass was greener and uh, we were all young and had hope. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'd forgotten until a couple of days ago why I find this industry and uh, the environment we work in so Ultimately, and unendingly fascinating, and it only took a small snippet, just a headline of an article, to get my brain moving again. It's been it's been a couple. It's been at least a month now where I just sort of felt unattached with my understanding on the web, and so trolling through search engine land yesterday morning, come across this piece by Greg Sterling, and I guess Greg had attended the search event held at uh, at Yahoo's headquarters in Sunnyvale on Tuesday, and. Um, he did, just again, this one little teeny quote. I'm going to give me you know, indulgence. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, the quote came from the head of Yahoo Labs and Yahoo Search Strategy, Gahar uh, Raghavan. And uh, Gahar, if I've mispronounced your name, I I, I apologize. But Gahar Raghavan, head of Yahoo Labs and Yahoo Search Strategy, was quoted by Greg as saying, "We're, and because I, mean, I guess you mean Yahoo, we're moving towards surfacing real world objects." Rather than documents, WTF? Real world objects rather than documents. What the hell does that mean? So I, yeah, you know, I thought back and I thought and I read the article a little bit more and I, and I thought and I thought and I thought. Well, you know, a real world object is like a YouTube video player. A real world object is like the little widgets that Webmaster Radio puts out so that people can put our show, our programming, up on their blogs and up on their websites. Uh, you know, an object is like a uh, cloud document. And this is, you know, an object. It's like a, a Twitter client. And the expansiveness of the internet environment of where this this this, this magical space we work in can take us it all suddenly rushed back at me and I dashed out a quick blog post, a quick four or five hundred word blog post. Um just because I needed to get this off my head, it sort of hit me like a ton of bricks. Wow, objects are so much more fun than documents. But as SEOs, we often just think of web pages, documents. But there's so much more out there. Where do you where do you, where do you see this going from an SEO's perspective, Dave?
2: It's a tough call, and I know in in, in looking it over on Search Engine Land. Recommended reading for sure for our listeners. Um, that they're they're crediting a lot Yahoo with it, and there there is as you point out, uh, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a blend because of course this is kind of pre existed, but I think rather well um, articulated by I won't even try and pronounce the name because you're you're right I'll, I'll bastardize it. So my apologies, but um, from from Yahoo, uh, <laughs> um, they've articulated it very very well. Um, I think we're, we're sort of setting up to pros and cons. and I mean, heck, even even some of this, and, you know, I'm looking at the screenshot right now. because I, I have the article in front of me here. I've seen the screenshot, and it actually looks a, a bit like what we'd, uh, what we'd see from, from um, Yahoo, you know, on the, the show options we chatted about that last week. We're, we're seeing a bit of that, and, and certainly the idea of trying to bring the real world in, um, that's, a, that's a really nice, friendly thing to say. Um, you know, it makes us all warm and fuzzy, oh we're gonna actually uh start seeing, you know, real, you know, audio, this, that and the other thing. And for sure voice recognition's gotten better. You know, okay, I'm I'm looking at the Yahoo thing, they can they can tell, you know, wallpaper size, they can tell black and white, isn't isn't that great. Um but we are I think so far away from being able to assign real, real relevancy um to a lot of different types of of real world, you know, quote unquote um items. That um, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a nice idea. I'm sure that's where they're moving towards, but I think we're still a long way away from being able to um, sort of replace documents as the main, um, you know, results that, that people are actually looking for. Just my opinion. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're light years ahead of where I think they're at. Uh, but I haven't seen any evidence of that in the search results. that's that's for sure and and unless they come up with other ways of interacting with the searcher, which of course is altogether possible, especially if you're Google and you're already interacting with you know three quarters of them, um, if they can come up with some new ways to interact that are actually widely adopted, great then then that, that may be a completely different ball game. but as long as the interaction with us stays the same as it is now, uh, I think we're we're still quite a ways away from from bringing in certainly as uh, or bringing it as prevalent as, as they're, they're noting here.
1: Well, you know, I've I got to tell you, um, thinking as an SEO, I've always thinking, you know, pretty much most of my feet are in the present. What's happening now? What's happening with a client's website? Uh, the only thoughts I really have on the future are where do I want this website to go? How long do I think it'll take me to get there? What do I got to do to get there? You get the link campaign mapped out and all that sort of stuff, and... You, know, you want to bring the, the right elements in at the right time. So that's the thinking about the future. But as an SEO for the most part, you're thinking clearly in the present, you're staring at the source code or the, the dreamweaver um, screen in front of you or you're, you might even be thinking about the past looking at analytics with an eye to the future. And that I think you know, I think that really changes our way of looking at the environment we work in. But I remember when we first got involved in the in the internet, and this is back before I became an SEO, when I opened the Cyber Cafe, I was so amused by the idea of playing chess with some guy in Russia. Blew me away that we were able to do this. Right. Um, I think often, as, as search marketers, we don't... How to phrase this properly? As search marketers, we think very practically but as search evangelists as theoreticians whatever <laughs> want well, a better word uh, we have to you know really think um, well well I had the right word in my head just a second ago too uh, we have to you know think it on, on a different scope on a larger scope. Um, Larry Page was is in Europe right now. He's speaking at uh at the Google Ziggurist Europe 09 conference. And he said something interesting about trying to present live time results. And there's only one application out there right now that, that you know I think is doing live time stuff. And that's obviously that's Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um or live time stuff on a mass. Public scale that would be Twitter, depending on how many followers one has. So you know clearly, Twitter is 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 rattling Google's cage. We we know that they're rattling Facebook's uh, cage. Just look at the at the at the redesign. So you know you got to think that the search engines themselves, the, the 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 presenters of the information that we're trying to bring from our clients to the public, they're thinking, trying to think ahead. And so as a search um, theoretician, for want of a better word, I think that we as SEOs have to start looking at how our audiences, our target market groups, and they're increasingly segmenting, are receiving information. And this is why we see that whole the, 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 the ramp up of the social media industry coming out of SEO. You know, I think uh, I think a lot of SEOs are, are are seeing the public attention shift into into this other realm where um, that phone is just going to ring and ring and ring. Nothing I can do about this one.
0: Anyway, well I, I think
2: I, I'll jump in here then while your phone's ringing I think I get what you're getting at and I think at the at the end of the day the way we as search marketers have to look at it and certainly social media um, evangelists and and marketers have, have known this for for quite a while Um is basically taking the mentality of, I don't care what you're looking for. Uh, I don't care how you want to engage with us. I just want to make sure that you can engage with us. So if you may be looking for uh, an image of a beanstalk, I should be happy and, and be working to, to try and get you know our logo being the one that you happen to find when you're doing that. If you're looking for a video on... Um, you know, SEO or on SEO tips, we should be working to make sure that that video is there. Basically, provide you know, if you're looking for a, a forum to, to have an open conversation with either us or, or other SEOs, we should be present to make sure that we can engage. Um, and to that end, I think the entire purpose of, of what Yahoo and, and certainly all the engines um, are, are trying to tailor to is basically the mentality that no matter what you're looking for, no matter what you're trying to do, uh, we want to make it as easy as possible for you to find somebody in Russia to play chess with. right? We want to make it as easy for you to find um, this picture of a beanstalk as, as you may as 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 possible for you and make this result good, um, and make it something you're looking for. So, um, you know, certainly the the end is the search marketer should be paying attention to things that perhaps we've ignored, but we're always important. But you know, it, you know, we ignored image search for whatever reason. You know, these sorts of things. Um, so, I think to that end, it, it may just be a good wake up call for for a lot of us to pay attention to things that maybe we should have been looking at all along. Um,
1: yeah, the future is transitory. It's it's it it, it constantly amazes me. And again, um, I think it's again. Well, this is one of the reasons why I think we're more fun employed than really employed. Uh, I, I like that term, fun employed. I've used it a few times in the last couple of weeks trying to describe my job to people. Because um, is I mean, like every change just makes it a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting. And uh, no matter how you slice it, objects always have. More dimension than documents. Mm-hmm. I just got a note from the studio. We have to wrap it up. It is 55 minutes past the hour, which means it's five minutes to the hour, which means that uh, Brasco's in the studio wondering how he's going to fit seven minutes worth of files into a five minute period, especially when the boss man, Darren Babin, SE Guru, one of the people bringing Affiliate Convention to the public is going to be on Affiliate Marketing Insider with Linda Woods coming up in four minutes. Um, I know that, that Rasco has his finger on the button, so Dave, we got to go. We do. Um, it's been another fun week. It has been, and
2: uh, thanks, big thanks to our listeners, of course, for uh, staying tuned and hope to, hope to meet you all again next week.
1: Okay, this has been on um, behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. This is Jim Hedger for WebmasterRadio.fm. You've been listening to What call? Stay tuned next week and stay tuned to WebmasterRadio.fm. we got great talk content coming up for the rest of the day. Talk to you next week.